0: Start here. Welcome, everybody, to Shop Talk. I'm Jay, Blue Collar Boys. We're here with Joe from Boston. Got it right this time. And uh, we've got a producer in the room who's going to be helping us out with recording and audio and everything else like that. So, um, Joe and I had a conversation a little while back that was a failed attempt at recording a podcast. But Practice makes perfect. So we're here again um, Joe it's we're gonna sound like a broken record tonight, buddy, but let's uh, let's start off with who are you? What do you do?
1: So uh, my name is Joe. I'm a plumber um, I'm, I'm a journeyman plumber on uh, three states mass Maine and Rhode Island um, In the United States, uh, I started plumbing in 1996. So I've been doing it for 26 years I went 26 to,
0: uh, years that's crazy
1: yeah i just i just looked it up i figured out how long i've been doing it and i was like holy shit it's been that long
0: Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember when i was 26 <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um so like 1996 <laughs>
0: so like I, 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 a lot of these questions i asked you i already know the answer to or i've forgotten okay. but let's let's ask it again um for me in Canada, journeyman and apprentice means different things. So go ahead and explain what it means in the States.
1: Okay. Depending on where you are in the in the States, it means different things. So um, in Massachusetts, it means that uh, I can own a business and I can operate a business. I just can't hire anyone. And you need a master to hire somebody. And this is just in Massachusetts. You need a master to hire somebody and to um and, but the master cannot work in the field they have to they have to carry their journeyman plumber's license and their master's license in order to work in the field and hire people um in rhode island it's different Maine, it's different you have to have your your master pulls permits they're the ones that can hire people they can still work in the field so it's like different wherever you go the different areas have different laws and stuff like that so you you got to know what your, uh, you know, that, that is. And that's basically on the test when you take it, too. They ask you those questions.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so, so you basically have to start from, like, a labor apprentice and then work your way up if you want to.
1: Yeah, an apprenticeship here in Massachusetts takes, takes five years um, of, of school time. And those, those, each one of those years is, co- is considered a tier. So they have five tiers. And every year you have to go in and you have to do that tier. So you go to like a, you know, a qualified school and you, um, you have to, you know, sit and listen and hopefully not fall asleep about all the different, (laughs) uh, codes and stuff like that and pass a test in order to move on to the next tier.
0: Okay. That's crazy. Um, so how, how long have you been plumbing and now, like I know, Plumbing for you in the states is it, it includes like pipe fitting and and gas pipes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in Massachusetts, your license is both a plumbing and gas fitting license. In Rhode Island, you it's a separate license. In Maine, it's a separate license as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. So like, you can't pick if you want to do one or the other. You actually have to like combine everything all in one.
1: Yeah, you in Massachusetts, you have to know both. Uh, gas fitting and uh plumbing in Massachusetts. You have to know how to do, um, uh, like our license as a plumber allows us to do gas piping up to like I think it's like 5 million BTUs before you have to get a you, before you have to be a pipe fitter's license to do it.
0: Okay, okay, so now, um there was a story that you told me when we had this conversation before that I want you to say again. Um, and that was when you did that job in that, uh, it was a refinery or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I worked at this place. Um, it was a gold refinery and, uh, it, we did high pressure gas lines in there and I worked on, um, incinerators that were probably a big enough for you to drive a car into. Now oh, wow. the security is really, really tight there. They have, um, they have like three levels of, of security you have to go start up from the outside put your tools on a dock with it open and nobody can be in each one you only have one person in each section so when they open up a section you have to be locked out from another section so you have like a middle neutral area and then you have an outside area and an inside area of the facility where you're working and you have to like go from one spot into the middle then they shut the door and then they open up the other door that goes into the facility and then you go in. But you also have to like, once you put your tools in there in order to go into the building, you have to go through a metal detector. And basically what they're trying to do is they want to make sure that if you're not bringing anything in, the only thing that you can bring in is your wedding band and any other jewelry that's on you has to come off and go into a locker that they, or you have to leave it outside in your car. So, uh, you have to put, they give you a lock and you put it in a locker or register it. So it stays safe.
0: So the locker for your jewelry, that's basically because someone could create a con where you go in with something fake and come out with something that looks similar type shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. They don't want anybody. They've had people, they had a guy get arrested for it one time going in there and trying to steal gold out of there. Um, they actually make you flip, uh, your jeans, if you have, a, when you put your jeans on that button that's there, they make you flip yeah. it in reverse so that they can see the backside of the button um, because somebody was stealing gold and they put little bits Holy of gold shit. in there every, every day behind it and nobody would check that. Make you take your shoes off. It's like, it's like just like going through airport security, but worse. Because all. So- that- all the what, of one
0: question I have, and I was thinking about this the last time we talked about this is like what would happen if somebody went in there and swallowed a bunch of shit
1: they would they would be able to pick it up they ha- what they is is the um, the uh, metal detectors that they have at the gold refinery are um, are so sensitive that like if you have you have to tell them if you have like like um like titanium in your uh, arm or something if you had any kind of surgeries you have to fill out that application before you can even go there and then if you do that it's even more of a pain in the ass to get in and out because they wow. they really you know make you strip down and and you know take everything off basically
0: so what was the job you were doing in there
1: um, it was a high-pressure gas main. So here in Massachusetts, gas is ran at a half a pound. So anything that's high pressure is usually out in the street. And they have some areas that are still, like in Boston, they're still um, uh, all low pressure. But they um, – uh, low, so low pressure is considered a half a pound. High pressure is anything that's – that's higher than a half a pound. So if you're going into like one pound or two pounds of gas, normally it's usually two to five. It can go up higher. This is, and then there's all kinds of like different things that you have to do, like put regulators in and stuff to drop it back down to what you need. It's basically a way to get piping further away in a smaller amount of pipe so you don't have to um, – so you don't have to like – um dodge a bunch of shit or have this huge pipe going through you know a building you know yeah.
0: that's crazy yeah. so being a plumber was this your first choice of work or was there something you wanted to do but couldn't do or like how well, yeah. how did you come to become joe the plumber
1: okay so my original my i, I i'm a big believer that we never whenever uh we just fall into the things that we end up doing. You know what I mean? We never actually really, some people get the the luxury of being able to choose it. Other people, we just fall into it. You know what I mean? And that's basically what happened to me. Um, I originally, like, if my childhood dream was to be a med flight pilot and to do that, and um, that didn't end up working out, I was um, told by my dad to go to a trade school because he said that, uh, get your license, you always have something to fall back on. Um, and if you, and if you don't want to do a trade, then use that trade because you, those guys usually make a good amount of money to do something that you really want to do. So you could be working in the trade, making good money and be able to pay for like night school or something like that for college. If you can't afford college, like if you were poor, like, (laughs) you know, blue collar guy, you know?
0: Hey man, I never went to college either. Don't feel bad.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so originally I went to I went to trade school to do what my dad told me to do and I was gonna take carpentry, but in my in when you go to a trade school here, they make you do these they make you do the your first year that you do it, you do um, a thing called exploratory and they pick like you pick four different things that you are interested in. So I picked plumbing, electricity, and house car house carpentry and then they the school picks one for you so they gave me like graphic arts or something like that, you know what i mean so okay. i did that and i went through all of those things and the one that i found was like i really wanted to do carpentry but then when i went into the plumbing class i was like man you know i was saying um to myself that you know plumbing's an ever-evolving trade like it's like it's always changing. It's always involved evolving and me being, having ADD and, you know, and stuff like that. I need something that's going to constantly check me and constantly push me to my next level so that I can be better at what I do.
0: No, I and feel that
1: it plumbing has everything in it. You have, you have water piping, hydronics, electricity, electronics you know, all these different things that are all involved in one that is going to help you know, you're not going to know everything in plumbing or everything in the field or every other field, but you're going to know enough to get yourself in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, so, for sure. So it'll help you out with all of that stuff.
0: Okay. Um, so you are like more of commercial industrial plumber.
1: Yeah. So my company that I work for is um, specializes in commercial retail, which means restaurants, office spaces, you know, and stuff like that. Like a lot of stuff. We don't really do residential. We did at one time. We used to do service at one time, but we don't do any of that stuff. We we only do the service for one year and that's our warranty because we have to give them a one year warranty when we do a new job or we do the job. So everything has a one year warranty from us. So I do still do a little bit of service, but it's very rare. And, um, like resident, we, I, like, um, residential, it's tough. You know, I'm really not good with working with like people in the, you know, at their homes and stuff. So it, this is, this works out great for me, you know, but, um, we also do industrial, like the like the gold refinery and stuff like that. So we get into there. The only thing I think I've not done is um, nuclear power plants or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think that would be pretty interesting to do. A little bit intimidating at the same time, but yeah. but uh, it would definitely be be cool to do. So um, you're from Boston. Um, are you originally from Boston?
1: Well, I grew up in a town that's uh, that's. Uh, like thirty miles south of of Boston, and it's um, the home of the Patriots, the football team, um, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And um, I, you know, and then my school that I went to originally, that that I went to and learn all the, my craft is in Easton because it's a regional school. Okay, they have a regional being that they have like a bunch of towns that are all like all the kids go to that choose that 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 go to that trade school. So each region has a trade school that you can go to.
0: Okay, okay, that's how they do it. Yeah, here it's uh we have like trades universities and stuff like that, but it's it's not I guess it would be regional because like my little town doesn't have one. I don't, I would have to go down to like University of Toronto or something like that, right? So that's uh that's interesting. Um yeah, okay.
1: The other thing too for you too is that usually if you go to a university, you're paying for this. Oh yeah. This is something that the the government in mass and you know in in the United States, they want you to learn trades. So they put up these trade schools that are public schools. These are your high schools too. This is what you're learning in high school. Before you leave high school, you're learning your field, your craft, your trade. And and um so that's, this is federally funded because they, they, need, they know that we need, you know, tax and stuff and, you know, to yeah, do this. Yeah, there will always be work. Alive. Yeah, and to keep this alive and keep the economy moving. So they, the government here invests into the school, into these trade schools and gives them money to be a trade school. The teach us. So a lot like some people don't end up doing that and they go to regular high school and then they have to go to a paid college or a university here, but you don't have to. So if you know that you want to do a trade ahead of time, find out a trade, go to a trade school, you know, then you'll be able to do it.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So now the, the, the conversation we had previously, um, I've been dying to jump back into it is, You told me a story about the hospital how you had to hot tap a fucking line or something in a hospital Now explain that process to me again because that's wild
1: So you in a hospital you can't shut down anything you can't shut down anything Hospitals here in the United States have there's a law that says that hospitals have to have two of everything They have to always have to have a backup like so if they have a generator they have a backup generator if they have a their water main coming in they have two of them they're the only place that's legally allowed to have two water mains going into them like from the street um, just in case what if, if one shuts down you have to have another one that's going to be able to bypass that to be able to keep feeding what you need to feed because uh, so, hospitals are not allowed to shut down same thing goes with drainage they can't shut down hospitals like you running through it. It's like a super. It's a super highway. It's like if you look at an ant farm after they poured something in it, and you pull it out, you see this super highway of all these little different things that go to the same idea in a hospital. You can't track down every single pipe that that then goes to. You know the pipe that you're working on. So we were on the first floor. So what we have to do is we have to take a like. You have to be knowledgeable about stuff like you know like like different types of diseases and stuff like that. So when you do a work that you're going to have be changing on the sewer line and you know you can't shut it down they have um a group of people that carry barrels with um, lids on them and they have those lids like oil drums and and stuff and they have them on wheels and what you do is you put up a there'll be a pipe that you need to replace so you need to move and you'll put up a pipe next to it and what you do is um you get that all set up and then once you're ready to switch, these guys with the buckets, and you're wearing Tyvek suit, goggles, a mask, you know what I mean, stuff like that. So once you crack open that line, uh, that 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 cast iron, because we use cast iron copper here still in Massachusetts on commercial only, um, you cut that you cut that line open. You have the guy there with the bucket, and you're just hooking up the last fittings. Once you get there, there's another guy at the other end with another barrel and you're trying to do it as fast as you can so that because the whole time there's everything that you can possibly grossness, you know, you're thinking of going through there.
0: That's fucking wild. And that that's like raw as the raw sewage can get, right? Raw
1: sewage, yeah.
0: So now let me ask you this. Who, who, who draws the short straw to be the catcher? <laughs> you know, because I feel like running the drill would be the easy part. It's usually
1: hospital maintenance that does it. Oh shit! So it's not even your guys. It's not even us. Usually the because what happens is, is these guys have to transport that and they get rid of it. So sometimes, if depending on where you are, you'll like some places they'll actually hire us to do it, and then we just sub it out to somebody else. So we'll have like somebody labor it, and what we do is we put it in the barrels, we we seal them up. Then we roll them outside of the hospital out back into barrel, you know, the into, like just stock up a bunch of barrels in like a fenced in area. And then what we'll do is um, uh, those all have those those quick those quick lock lids, you know. And then what we do is when we're done with the job or something, we'll call up uh, um, we'll call up like a Kakasaka. For, like, the Porta Johns, and they come. Is that what
0: you guys stuff. call them there? Cucka suckers?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah I <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, we, when we do certain, like, um, you know, mill rights, we change a lot of shit and shit plants and stuff, but uh, we just call them back trucks. But from now on, I'm calling them cucka suckers, because, and they're going to be like, why do you call it that? I'd be like, yo, my homie in Boston calls it that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's. that's so yeah,
1: it, it's so funny. The smaller ones we call cutters, suckers. The other ones we call back, you know, vacks. But right. they don't use the vax, those big vac trucks, for doing that kind of job. Um, they use the, um, they use those trucks to dig dirt in Boston. So okay. when you're in Boston, because there's so many utilities and half the city is still ran by steam,
0: so you can't that, dig uh, very much there.
1: You can't dig real well there because they're afraid you're going to hit a utility. So what they do is they'll dig the, the, uh, the asphalt up or the concrete up first and they loosen up the dirt and they have the guy there with the Vax trucks and they suck up the dirt and then they dump it and then somebody comes by with like a skid steer or a front end loader and takes it off somewhere.
0: Okay. So now... When you were doing, how like, have you done this hospital job more than once? Is this like, a, a consistent oh. thing you do?
1: Oh, well, yeah, I haven't done the hospital thing in a while, but I have, um, you know, I, I do go back to hospitals. Like, a lot of the, like, part of the commercial retail is, like, clinics. Like, a lot of things that are popping up now are urgent cares, so you don't have to actually go to the hospital. Those urgent cares are supposed to be um, uh, there to do. Um, to, like how do i say it it's supposed to like alleviate the stress of the emergency room
0: right um, right right but also
1: get you the care that you need in a quicker way so you're not sitting there for hours
0: right so um how many times have you been covered in shit joe <laughs> <laughs> more than I can, more than <laughs> to put I it have, blunt
1: I think, I think the last time that we talked um we actually brought up. You asked me what my worst job was, and I told you that I had to go out in the middle of the winter, and um, this, uh, and they had a Chipotle up uh, there that they were doing a uh, uh, a. Uh, they already been testing for a couple of weeks. like trying to train their staff, and I got there, and they said that we forgot it was part of our punch list that we've got to put the drops in the, uh, in the grease trap in the hangars.
0: oh no so in
1: the middle of winter i had to go out like the middle of, it was like not the middle of winter but it was the beginning of winter where it was like 15 below zero and i had to go out there and pop the lid and jump into the tank and and um, up to my up to my chest and uh wow. full of water and put and anchor these this this pipe for the outside see they that's the other thing in inside of a building it's called a grease trap Inside the bill outside the building, is called a grease interceptor. That that separates okay. the grease from the water, so that like that the food has, so that it doesn't hurt the the sewer system.
0: So, Joe, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick here. Tilt your camera back just a bit. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, so, anyone that's watching or listening, because this will be available on Spotify as well. Um, grease traps in Canada and the U.S. are similar. In the U.S., most of them are underground, correct?
1: Uh, well, sometimes it depends sometimes here depends.
0: they have like these giant big barrels outside the back of most restaurants And it's got like this sleeve in it and then this truck comes and like pulls the whole sleeve out
1: Yeah, so Here, uh, it's, a, here it's a concrete tank that's built underground the one outside That's called an interceptor they're outside okay. and holes and these uh, these tanks are like big concrete boxes basically And they'll have like a baffle inside that, um, set that slows the flow down inside of them so that they don't, uh, so that the water and oil can separate because the oil is going to float to the top and the water is going to stay down low.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just uh, I'm fidgeting here for a second. I'm trying to get the label off this water bottle because <laughs> the company doesn't pay me royalty, so I'm not advertising oh. for them, <laughs> but it won't <laughs> fucking come off. <laughs> anyway, side note, ADD, what did I tell you? Um, so now let's get off topic here a little bit, Joe. I want to know a little bit more about you. Um, what, what do you do for like hobbies and stuff? You can't just enjoy working with plumbing all the time, right?
1: Yeah. So my hobby is, is I, I have a, I had a few, I have a few of them. Um, I ride horses. Um, my, uh, I help teach my daughter how to do barrel racing. Um, I've, I've, I run a rodeo in, in Norton mass. I help run that, uh, uh, with some friends, um, over there with bulls and stuff and barrel racing and, and cow sorting and stuff like that. the, the whole escrow, esquarian thing um and right now i'm in the i'm working with um my daughter doing fundraising for uh, lacrosse she's she just joined the lacrosse team fresh okay
0: so your hands are full then between all that because i you know i got some friends that are into like the rodeo scene and uh they don't have very much time so um, always
1: busy you there's always something that you can do and stay busy you know
0: yeah, no, for sure. So so that's like your main hobby. Um, anything to do with, like, cars? You into, like, muscle cars? Any sort of cars?
1: Yeah, I'm into it. I just can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel that. Trust me. Um, sorry, I just had something pop up on my screen there. Yeah, so um, now there was a paranormal story that we discussed um, the last interview. Let's let's go over that again. Okay. Do you remember telling me? I don't
1: remember. Give me a give me a start, start it start up a little bit. So you
0: you there was you you were telling me something about you were doing a job and um there was something about noises and like you thought it might have been a ghost or something.
1: What?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it it sucks, dude. That the last time we had this oh, conversation, gosh. um, that the audio didn't take, but
1: yeah. Uh,
0: Anyways, I I, so that. like, you have anything you want to like toss in or like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really, I think this is a couple of things that we had talked about before too. Is um, there's a couple of things, but I wanted to bring up this one thing is, is that. If you're going to trade school in the U.S., um, make sure that you join Skills USA. And if you're not in the U.S. and you want to know what that is uh, so that, you know, it doesn't sound like I'm just being weird. Or even if you are in the U.S. and you're going to trade school and you don't know what it is, as though you should, is it's a, um, a place where all the trade schools in the entire country get together and compete in their field. So you get to compete doing different projects at this thing. It's big competition and kids get scholarships and everything to, uh, with it for, uh, future, um, you know, classes that they, that they could take, you know what I mean? So I would say, get, get involved in skills USA. If there's something involved at the school that can help further you in your education, get it done, do it, you know, be a part of it, do it you do it while you're do it while you're young, because like they said, they only give us a lifespan. of like a few years out here in the, in the field. So I guess that's why we make really good money. The other thing too, is um, you would ask me um, uh, what I would tell people if, um, you know, the new people coming in, like what kind of advice I would give them and stuff like that to say, Hey, you know, uh, what do we, you know, what, what can I give them back as more things, something I've learned that they probably won't, then they can look at it. I say, get involved in your retirement for 401k, get as much education as you can. Um, and, and, you know, just make sure that you set yourself up, you know, don't work for the, the scumbums. you know, that you think. Um, that you that are out there there are people out there everywhere I mean I'm probably in Canada and u s everybody's' the same thing don't don't work for them but find a good reputable company that you can work for i've been working for my company i'm going on I'm going on i think sixteen years this year with the October same company at the same company wow so that's impressive. really good good to me they pay for everything they pay for my my re- that's the other thing here. Every year we have six hours that we have to take in order to renew our license every two years. So I have to have twelve total hours of re-education to go over the new code changes and everything. And that's once a year. That's once a year I have to do six hours. Oh, or I could do I could or I or I can wait two two things and then I have to do a twelve hour course. But I would rather do six once a year. <laughs>
0: So I think here, I think here to like, once you're licensed, I'm sure there's some sort of renewal, but I think it's like three, maybe five years where it's like a a renewal thing. So I like the way you guys do it there because things are always changing. You know what I mean? Codes are changing. Laws are changing. So
1: they do too. And we go over it in the classroom. Exactly. What's going on? Like they, and it ends up being funny at the end because what it is, is they, they make you sit there for six hours but they don't have six hours worth of material. So, so you just like hang out. The thing, yeah. So at the end of the, the, the thing, we all sit there, and, uh, and a lot of them get creative. A lot of the teachers get creative and, to keep our interest and to keep us there for a few minutes extra to get us uh, out the door instead of sitting there doing nothing. They come up with videos and pitches because a lot of the teachers that are doing these code re requ- uh, te- uh, education things are also inspectors in towns. Oh okay. so that's like the other side gig um is doing these classes. So they'll um so you go to the um like at the end of the class they'll have videos and they'll show you like this is what happened, somebody messed this up, this is what this looks like. What's wrong with this picture? This some this Johnny Homeowner came in and I think one of the pictures that they showed was a, a gas-fired water heater and the vent of the water heater. Instead of going outside the house or into a chimney, went to was like they used flexible dryer vent, the fabric kind, <laughs> and just threw it up over the ceiling, and it was going into somebody else's kitchen. That oh was in shit! Eh? Yeah, so it's just just the worry of um, of carbon monoxide. Like we have laws that are, uh, around that. Like if somebody dies because of something. I usually name it after that person. So we had, I guess there was a there was a uh, law that came out a while ago uh, where a young girl died of carbon monoxide, and they decided to call it Melanie's Law. So now we have this law called Melanie's Law because the girl's name was Melanie, and it's um it every, it revolves everything around carbon monoxide and you know so there's like all this new stuff that we have to do with Melanie's Law for that. In order to sell your house, you have to have a, a fire guy come in, and he has to test your fire alarms to make sure they work. And this is a residential house.
0: Holy crap, All eh?
1: because of that, because they want to make sure you have carbon monoxide and smoke detectors working in the house.
0: Well, I mean, you never know who lived there before you, what kind of shady shit they did, you know, to cut corners. Yeah. Like you said, running a fucking exhaust pipe into an attic where it's just filling your neighbor's house, right? Yeah. That's That's crazy. That's crazy. So how come... How come you never stayed with residential? Why did you jump into like industrial commercial?
1: Well, residential
0: to me, I feel like it would be a lot, you know, a lot easier.
1: It is easier, but the money's not there. Right. I mean, You, you, unless you have high, high, big jobs like big houses, they have this, they call it jobbing, where you're jumping around. You're always hustling. You're always trying to get to the, you're always trying to get in and get out as fast as you can, do the best job you can and get to the next one so that you can make money. And you have to be at, like, a, a minimum amount of calls a day in order to get out there and to do these, in, in order to make money off of jobs. Like, our, our time is so expensive. I think that right now, um, uh, like, my boss makes, like, I think $180 an hour for me.
0: Holy fuck.
1: Like, just to go for me, being a licensed guy, I, he gets $180 an hour. Um, uh, for just me to do, just to show up, you know what I mean, and then it's a minimum of four hours, so that's on commercial. You know what I mean. They give me four hours automatic if I go there.
0: So there's definitely more money in commercial industrial. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that and plus, like you were saying, you don't have to deal with you know little Miss Karen, the homeowner who wants to change things ten times over. So, yeah. um. I'm trying. I'm trying to recall some of the questions.
1: Oh, I know a few of them. You got the uh,
0: spit them out, man. Spit them out.
1: The coolest job I've ever been on.
0: That's the one. Uh, Let's hear it.
1: So, the coolest jobs I've been on. I can't really speak a lot about it, but I've been on some government jobs where companies that have government jobs um, on it that they do things in there. I really can't speak too much about it. Like there's, I. But I've been on one job where they had a the mock up of a plane in it. You know, like just the front of it and stuff like that. Um, they were working on some stuff for that for the government. Um, other the other, you know, other stuff I've been doing, which I really can't speak of how security works over there, but um, it's I worked on um, at Logan Airport, it's an international airport. And the coolest part about that is the you know, I got to drive on the tarmac
0: like and- with your car.
1: With my with my truck, that was some scary stuff, man. When you when you talk about like you see these planes in there, they look like it looks like you're looking up in the sky and you're looking at this battery that's going by you. You know what I mean? This double battery, and you like you're like wow. And then like you get over there and you're looking through them at the window. Even the window outside when you're at the airport doesn't give it any justice. Like being down on the ground, right next to those things. That's some intimidating stuff, especially those <laughs> big those big two deckers or the triple decker planes.
0: Yeah. Those
1: things are some intimidating planes. And I, I, I got the opportunity of working in overnight one time, which I always liked the nighttime because of the lights, you know, off the planes and everything running around. Um, but I got to see Air Israel um, over in the um, in the area that they were in, International Waters. Uh, come in that was pretty interesting to see I seen a bunch of guys get off the plane and they uh, they protect the plane um, fully armed to the teeth man at each corner of the plane and uh, They don't mess around so I guess there's an area at every airport Especially that the international airports. That's a check area. And that's where all the international flights come in from other right. countries and that checkered area where that plane is sitting is considered international waters. So, they don't go by our laws here in the U.S. They go by the laws of their country in oh, that shit. checkered in that checkered area.
0: So they're responsible for policing their, their people, stuff. basically. Yeah,
1: their own stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. you know, I've always wondered how that like diplomatic shit works in airports because, like, Toronto Airport. Um, I haven't been down on the tarmac, but I've been there a lot of times. And a lot, a lot of the times I I see like, you know, um, the diplomatic planes come in from different countries and then they have their own armed guards and and shit. Right. But I'm curious because like, you know, they must need some special permissions or something like that's crazy. Oh,
1: no, it's like, it's, it's just international law. You know what I mean? But like, if, if you get off of the plane in, in the United States, like say you're on the plane, when you're, when you're on that plane and you land off, you land and you go inside that area, you're still technically in whatever country that you're in. Until you, pe- you, go, up to the, until you go up to the guy with your passport and you give him the passport and they allow you in, you're still subjected to the, your own laws of your own country. Until you get past that point, once you're past that point, you'll see signs up that say, welcome to the United States of America. You know, that's when, our, that's when you're screwed. You can't, you're not, there's no change. You know what I mean? You, you change. You go by our laws and not by your own country's
0: laws. <clears throat> that's crazy. You
1: know? And each, each different section that you do in, you have, in, when you go to work at that airport, you have to know like each section you have to get a different pass. Like you get a, you know, you still have the same badge, but you have to get a different thing added to your badge in order to be able to work in those areas. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's wild. So now, um, I had a question and I forgot it. (laughs) This is why I don't do interviews tired. Um, you got anything else you want to toss in there? We're, we're coming up to about the 50 minute mark here. So we, we got time for a couple more, um, discussions.
1: Uh, I mean, they went through my whole list. <laughs> <of things laughs> oh, so you you remember. know what
0: it was? You know what it was? Because uh, this was this was interesting for me. Now we m- we made the mistake last time of of speaking too directly about this topic. So I'm just gonna say um, we're just gonna call it Charlie. Okay, so Charlie is like the C19. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like how did Charlie affect you in Boston with your trade?
1: Oh, so it, um, so they shut down, uh, Boston for a while. Uh, I think it was like, there was like two, like, uh, a few weeks, but, um, that happened for most of the other guys. Um, if you were outside the city, People were still doing work, but then most of our jobs are in the city because they're big commercial jobs. And that's where like all the basically commercial stuff really is. But in our work was at the time when it happened. Uh, So that was like 80% of our business got shut down. So the guys, we would, you know, help each other out. We, you know, even if you didn't need them, you just help each other out for the day You know, you weren't going working as fast as you normally were because you didn't want to get the job done super fast. But we still kept it on time, you know. Um, There was uh, but that didn't affect me. I was only shut down for uh, two and a half weeks and I was we were still on call with that. Uh, They had some towns that required you to do certain uh, testing before you showed up or while you were there. And then some people had nurses set up outside, so they would hire nurses to do things for you before you go in to a job to make sure that you were good. They just asked you questions and took your temperature, you know what I mean? Right. And um, me, I was only shut down for two and a half weeks where everybody else was shut down for, um, uh, you know, a little bit longer. I think it was a month. Yeah. Uh, Rhode Island's two week. Rhode Island was two weeks behind Massachusetts as far as shutting down, and then they were two weeks ahead of Boston for the reopening up.
0: Okay, because so, there's so, there's still some trades now, like even in like Canada and stuff that are still just reopening, and it's been like two fucking years. So yeah, um, we
1: have all our businesses are still all our businesses open. Like after like after the first year, we all opened up. The businesses, like people, they only said that if you don't have to go to work and you can work from home, they encouraged businesses to allow their employees to work from home. Right. Okay. And that was the first year. Okay. The second year, they just said, listen, if you can do it and we encourage it, you can continue doing it. But some people opened back up and some people didn't. You know what I mean? Like they opened they didn't open up at the office. They just op- they just stayed open at home, you right? Know I mean? So they were still working from home on their laptops, their computers. They just weren't in, you know, those that area, you know. And, okay. Uh, for us in the trade, you know, because with the you know the grunts, everybody calls us. Uh, we don't get the respect we deserve, <laughs> but the um, the we all had to go no matter what. So the people what made it really hard is is um, is when you stop pulling everybody out of commercial, you kind of flood the market in the residential, but they needed it because all everybody was home more, so they realized that they had more problems at their home than they thought they did and they needed to get it fixed. I imagine it put a,
0: a huge strain as well on like the infrastructure. Like I know we like when COVID first or charlie first i'll edit that out when charlie first started um i was actually towing still and uh it it went like dramatically bad but i know a lot of plumbers and trades and stuff here stayed open but mainly doing stuff because of like infrastructure like a lot of the sewage treatment plants were were shutting down and like being overloaded and you know what i mean so Everyone yeah, here, being quarantined had a huge effect on infrastructure here.
1: Here, the infrastructure is, um, is pretty maintained good. I think the only thing that people really had to show up for was, um, was the sewer treatment plants. But the water treatment plants are actually here all run by computer. There's okay. only one, there's only one guy that works at the water, the pot, the at the water plant here.
0: Like that's, th- that, that's cool, but scary at the same time. If you think well, about it,
1: like, <laughs> he, sits of, he sits in front of a computer and a computer does everything. And, um, he will go into the area where the water treatment part of it is. And he like, he'll fix something. If he has to, they'll just call somebody in to go in with them to help him. You know what I mean? But other than that, he's just watching behind a glass window sitting at a desk with a computer in front of him. And all the valves, the you 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 know what an OS Y is, right? Yeah. The big valves, the big round handled valves that people turn. Yeah. Looks like a car steering wheel attached to a piece of pipe.
0: Just like this freaking big and like you need like yeah. bars to turn them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those are actually operated by air here. Yeah.
0: Oh shit! Eh? So
1: the computer goes to this big, huge block, and the computer had like hooks up wires to it, and it has actuators built onto it. And the block will run, will send the air to whatever valve it is, because they have the small three eighths tubing running to each valve, and then that hooks up to the valve, and it tur- it'll open a valve and shut a valve automatically by the computer's direction.
0: That's crazy. So they must have like backup generators and backup, you know, network.
1: Everything is on like natural is on like uh backup generators are all done by natural gas or diesel. But a lot okay. of them ninety percent of them are natural gas. Nice. So nice. like they'll do um they'll do and they start up automatically, uh like two times a year to test and they get the batteries and they keep the batteries charged. Okay. Keep the oil
0: cool. flowing through everything. Nice. So we're, we're 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 a little tight for time, but I still have a few more things I want to talk about. Now, um, getting out of like the trades part of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave with some some final question that I have and I know other people are going to have it is like would you change your career today if you could?
1: I would still like to do what I originally wanted to do, but this keeps me busy and it makes me the money that I I like. And I just, and I, I'm, I can't like, I, I wouldn't want to turn my back on something that's been providing for me for so long. So maybe some, maybe that, you know, that'll just what I wanted to do would just stay a dream and maybe, maybe I'll just do something for fun instead for that. But, you know like just fly a helicopter or own one or something like that but but, uh if i hit the lottery jesus so
0: for anyone listening or watching um joe explained this the last time we had this conversation his dream is to actually be like a life flight pilot um so in canada it's basically like air orange i think owns all of them where it's just like you know, accident, highway accidents, you do like, it's basically an air ambulance is what, what it's called here. So, and I think that'd be a really fucking cool job, man. I I think you should chase that shit.
1: So here it's a, um, here it's, they call it med flight and they, um, they're actually in this region, they're actually a nonprofit. Like people, eh? it's not an actual government thing. Wow, they're a nonprofit, so people donate to it in order to be able to transport people. I know that during that, you know, that thing that you were talking about a few minutes ago, that they had to, uh, when everybody was like booked up, and you know, at the at the places where you got to, you know, checked out, they would uh, instead of flying to those, like the ones closest, they had to find ones that were available, and sometimes they were like. Two, three, four states away. So wow. somebody would find out that their family member couldn't, didn't even get to be seen in Massachusetts. That they got flown all the way out to Pennsylvania.
0: Holy shit, eh? Yeah. Wow. So um, off the topic of blue collar, now, like I personally, yeah, I was gonna say cover that can, man. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna have to owe them money. <laughs> that's that, that's that's the stickler, okay? Because like. The video and audio portion of this is is going to go on YouTube and uh, some other social medias. But I also run on um, CastBox and yeah. Spotify for voice. So, like, I was reading through, like, the guidelines on YouTube. And they're like, yeah, you can't advertise subliminally because they want to cut, right? Yeah. And who cares if you show that can, because like yeah. they're, they're not going to reach out to me, you know, with my two, three, four hundred viewers and be like, Hey, you know, but anyways, off topic. Um, have you traveled? Like yeah. I, 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 you told me how old you are. If you're comfortable, you can say it again. Um, but like if you hypothetically, if you were to die tomorrow, have you lived life? Like, are you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think I I I think I have. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't like. I usually don't talk to people much about it, but um, I think I've done pretty good so far. You know, like I traveling isn't the isn't my biggest thing. You know what I mean? That's not my biggest thing in life. Like you like, I want to take. I've been. It's nice to do. It's fun you know don't get me wrong i would suggest if you have the opportunity to travel and you can do it but at the same rate i was i would say like for me like traveling i'm not really like it's not it doesn't have to happen you know what i'm saying right. like, you can always find something to do where i'm at you know um to just do um but uh it's not something i don't like i wouldn't like to do uh and why i would say that is like if i died tomorrow i'll let i'll give you a little insight of what i you know background for me is um uh i had a girlfriend that had two kids and she got caught up in the wrong stuff and i broke up with her but i stuck around for the kids and um she kept doing what she was doing, and she passed away because of it. Oh shit! And I went to court and adopted the two kids, so that's how I got my two kids. Wow, It was through that. Not, and I'm not the dad of them. I'm not the mo- you know, obviously not the mom, but well
0: how how long how long have you been, how long have you been in their life?
1: Uh, since they were four.
0: So you're their dad. Yeah, you You're officially their dad. You know yeah. what I mean? And and like. Me, I I have stepkids, and it doesn't take blood to be a father. So, like yeah. for what you did, you could have you could have let the kids go through the system, but yeah, you didn't.
1: I didn't want that. You
0: know, you know what I mean. So, um, it's it's extremely unfortunate that it happened, but I mean, the kids are with you, man, and you yeah. seem like a cool dude. So, that's uh, that's good shit. So, basically, you're a family man. You know, yeah. you you have the two kids. Um, and then your girlfriend, I won't say wife again, if she's listening. <laughs> <I'm laughs> <not scared. laughs>
1: we actually, this girlfriend that I have now is, um, we've actually known each other for uh, quite a long time. Like we, we went to high school together. So it's been a oh, Okay.
0: Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, we're rolling up to the hour mark now. Um, is there anything you want to add before
1: I just like to thank everybody for coming out and seeing Jay listening to Jay and listening to me spiel about what I do for a living. Um and uh I think that uh I think he's a cool he's a cool dude and I think that he you know that people are gonna be able to, you know, have fun on here and listen to some stuff and some stories and get a an actual uh you know, background of how hard our jobs really are and you know what it takes to do it. So
0: That's the one reason I, you know, everyone asks like oh well you know what are you gonna do on your podcast and i'm like i'm gonna interview normal people you know i watch these i scroll day by day getting ideas for podcasts and i scroll through and i see like celebrity 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 and it's like i'm fucking bored of it to be honest you know what i mean i've i've had this hour talking to you flew by i shit you not you know, compared to like, watch, I'm not going to name names, but some of the podcasts I've seen where they're talking to yeah. some famous douchebag, you know, like fucking. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. But I think there's a demographic that's going to enjoy this realism. You know what I mean? Somebody who's cutting their lawn with headphones in could come across this podcast and be like, hey, you know, it's intriguing. This is fucking intriguing. And that's what I want it to do. So if it takes yeah. off, it takes off. If it doesn't. I'm doing it for me. so it
1: brings it brings a good realism to um to like the different trades and people get a different uh, uh, like a whole new respect for it.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, like the lineup that I have um, for interviews, and this is what's funny for everyone listening and watching, is um, Joe w- was originally my first interview, and it was an amazing interview, and my audio fucked up and I couldn't post it. So uh, we we had planned to redo this and it got put off and put off, you know, cuz we're both fucking busy people. We we got to figure this out. Well, in the meantime I've done two other interviews, but I wanted this to be the first interview. You know what I mean? So that because it was the first interview. So I'm once this one's edited and posted, then I've got, you know, a couple more to kind of take space, but as long as you know, I've got the audio, you're recording. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I, I had a great time. Um hopefully everyone else did. If you now I was gonna ask you, Joe, you're not big on social media, right? You don't want me to like nah,
1: you know, push really, people to I'm you. No, <laughs> nah, I'm not really like into it. You know, if you wanna if you like I would just no, I'm 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 pretty good. I just like I'm good where I am. I like watching people, like trying to get involved in be the guy behind the curtain. You know what
0: I'm saying? Right, right, right. Almost like the okay. Of so w- what? I, what I'm gonna do then? Okay, we're gonna set up an Easter egg hunt for all my viewers. Joe is on my social media. If you find Joe, follow him. If not, I'm not gonna drop his thing, so you guys don't spam his DMs. Okay. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I'm Blue Collar Boys on every social media platform out there. Uh, s- subscribe to YouTube. We go live on TikTok every morning, um, except the last few days because. Been yeah. a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough week, okay, to say the <laughs> least. Um, but it's settling down now. And uh yeah, I I like my morning shows. I got a lot of people like, you know, we're hitting six, seven hundred people every morning that just look forward to it. So I enjoy it. That's good shit. Uh other than that, Joe, this was uh I enjoy talking to you, man. We should do this even off camera more often. You know what I mean? Perfect. Shoot the Perfect. shit definitely definitely yeah. do it um That's thanks everybody life. for sticking around listening and everything and if you guys if you have questions if i get enough questions for joe we'll do this again and i'll ask all your questions you know for a plumber in boston and i actually now that that reminds me i want to set this up again probably midsummer with my other buddy who's a plumber in canada and i'm just going to kind of like put you guys head-to-head head. out yeah and you guys can compare shit because <laughs> we got a lot more in-depth the last time around about like the plumbing situation of it and uh it's a lot different than in canada so i'm I'm curious to see how you guys can bounce back and forth off each other i think that make good content but um yeah all right guys i'm gonna post the link in the uh, description of where you can find the podcast subscribe like share do your magic
1: make it happen um,